Welcome to the Weave Your Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer and business coach helping you to live in your purpose. And that is what this podcast is all about. So let's jump right in to the conversation. Hello and welcome to this episode of Weave Your Bliss. I'm Paula and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm really excited to share my interview today with Holly Emerson, who is a dream oracle. Yes, you heard that correctly, a dream oracle. And we get into exactly what that is. Holly has a unique ability to help people manifest their goals and desires and channel spirit and the universe while asleep in the dream world. So she talks about that more in this interview. She is the founder of Dream Oracle School, where she teaches other people how to use dreams as a tool for spiritual awakening to learn their personal dream language and perhaps unlock their own unique abilities as a dream oracle. And she also shares channeled dream oracle messages for the collective on her YouTube channel and Instagram. So if you are interested in dreams, if you're interested in what they can mean or how we can work with them as a spiritual practice, you're going to enjoy this interview. Before we jump in, I do want to invite all spiritual entrepreneurs who've been working in the online space or who have a developed offering in the world that they'd love to bring into the online space into my high touch, high support container that will be beginning in September called Your Magnetic Blueprint. This version of Your Magnetic Blueprint is extra support because I found that those who opt in to getting one-on-one support from me during the course of this mastermind have had huge up levels in their success. So essentially what it is, is you get access to the course with my six pillars that help you to get clear about your numbers, cast your vision of how you want your business, your life to feel like where you're moving to work on any limiting beliefs and digesting planetary energies to get really clear about your messaging, what you say when somebody asks you, what do you do so that you can call in those ideal clients and then creating offers and selling with more ease. In addition to getting that, you'll get access to six guest teachers who are phenomenal and help get at this core theme, which is how to create more magnetism in the way that we show up for our business. So we have to be selling something that we are really excited about that helps to create that magnetism. So those six guest teachers help to support the pillars. And then you also get access to me via Voxer for the month of September and October. This allows you to drill in more on your personal birth chart We will also meet one-on-one and do a deep dive into your chart so you can ask any specific questions around your money karma or your zone of genius in your business or any offer or strategy ideas that you want to get clear. But then you'll have me on Boxer, which is like a walkie-talkie Monday to Friday through those two months. So we can look at your sales pages together. We can go over your web copy. We can look at your social media presence. We can dial in your zone of genius even more 
This is like a really massive support for people who are ready to step into a coaching container with me. So this is the kind of support I provide my six-month coaching clients in a two-month coaching container. So it's a really rare opportunity to access me at a discount from my coaching rate and you get your magnetic blueprint. So if this is interesting to you, please go to the show notes, book a call. You can also learn more there about the program. If you have any questions, you can send me a DM. And now we will jump into the interview with Holly. I hope you enjoy it and it expands what is possible for you with working with dreams. Hello, Holly. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Paula. I'm so excited to have you here. When I mentioned that I was going to be interviewing a dream oracle, people were like, tell me more. So I think that just speaks so much to like the magic of what you do. So maybe we can just start there and you can tell us what is a dream oracle? What does that mean? Okay. So I, it's, it's really a definition that I created myself because I didn't have another term for it. And I hadn't met anybody else who does it. So I define a dream oracle as someone who can dream on behalf of other people to get answers and information and guidance for that other person or the collective. But it's specifically going into the dream world with a question and getting the answer. And so what does that look like? How do you actually dream for somebody? (laughs) It doesn't look like anything, but I guess the process is, of course, it begins with consent. Like it's always, you know, somebody comes to me and they ask me to dream on behalf of them. And we fine tune their question to make sure it's in alignment with their highest self, their highest purpose or highest outcome. And then I go into the dream world with that question. And because we all have our own personal dream language, My guides, my spirit guides know what my personal dream language is. So my guides essentially communicate with my clients' guides, get the information, and then my guides distill it to me through my personal dream language. And then I wake up, I write down the messages, I share them with the client or the person. Yeah. So interesting. And I think we'll talk more about this, but I want (laughs) to ask you, like, did you always have an interest in dreaming? I did. Yeah. I was always fascinated by dreams. I was always curious to know what dreams truly meant and why we dream and where we go when we dream. For the majority of my life, it dreams always eluded me. I often try looking up my dreams and most of the time they didn't really resonate. So I just kind of didn't know where to go with dreams. So it just kind of sat on the sidelines (laughs) for much of my life. And so how did that shift for you? It actually shifted when I started working with um, my current, for lack of a better word, spiritual teacher. I went to see her originally for a bunch of like healing work. Before our session, she would always say, just a little FYI, three days before and three days after our session, I'll be working with you in night school, which is us connecting in the dream world. And you're probably not going to remember, but just like FYI, that's what's happening. And I remember thinking like, wow, that's pretty crazy, but okay. (laughs) What do I know? So sure. So of course I didn't remember any of it. And then a couple of years after I started working with her back in 2017, I went to Egypt with her. She held like a sacred site tour and retreat. And so there was a group of us that went and that's really when all this dream stuff opened up to another level. And so I've been lucid dreaming for years, 
that wasn't new, but even in my dreams, my consciousness expanded even more or my awareness. That's probably a better way to say it. My awareness and my dreams when I was in Egypt opened up in a, in a whole new way. It was really that trip, that trip. I remembered night school for the first time and working with my teacher and learning things from my teacher while I was asleep. She was sharing with me the oracles that used to work for pharaohs back in Egypt. And specifically, we were at the temple of Hatshepsut. She was the only female pharaoh that had full female power and full reign during ancient Egypt. And so she's quite famous. So we were at her temple and my teacher kind of pulled me aside and was like, oh, Holly, FYI, there was these oracles that used to work for Hatshepsut. And they would literally go into the dream world and go into the minds of the quote unquote enemies or those who wanted to overthrow the Pharaoh to uncover what their plans were. And then when they woke up, they would tell the Pharaoh. And that's how she reigned for as long as she did. I was like, wow, that's so crazy because you never hear about that in like the history books. And so I just thought that was interesting. And I remember like my ego was like, oh, if I had, like, I know I had had past lives in Egypt and my ego was like, that's a cool past life. I hope that was my past life. <laughs> and then a few months after I came back from Egypt, I had this Akashic record reading and this woman literally told me that was my past life. Like word for word. It was so crazy. So crazy. Cause at first, like, I was like, I don't know if I totally believe my teacher. <laughs> like that sounds pretty crazy. And also I don't know if that's possible. And then this Akashic record reader, she told me that that's what I did. And I was like, that is freaking wild. Long story short. Um, that's really when my dreams really started opening up and I really started to see and understand that we, that we each have our own personal dream language. And I really started to understand my personal dream language. And so I was, I started just sharing messages and just really diving into my dreams so much more because it was like this world of dreams had finally opened up. I was like finally ready to understand what my dreams meant and, and fully dive into them in such a conscious way. So when you say we have our own dream language, do you mean like symbols? So like if we opened up a Jung book and read it and didn't, it didn't resonate for some reason, it's because it's just not part of our language. Like maybe that's his dream language that he's providing all of us. There are so many layers to dreaming. And so I do believe that some of those psychological components can ring true that you read in psych textbooks or Jung or Freud. Some of those can have some relevance, but our dreams are so much bigger than just that. And so when I am speaking about our dream language, I am speaking about the symbols and how we interpret a situation or an experience in our dream, because we all have different experiences in our own life and we have our own personal associations with different things. A snake for you might mean something different to somebody else. Or a dog. Dogs are always like a common, you know, because some people are scared of dogs. So if a dog shows up in a dream with somebody who's scared of the dog, that would have a whole other meaning or context versus somebody who's like an avid puppy lover. Mm-hmm. So you try to help people understand that so that they can start to kind of be their own dream oracle. Is that the idea? Yeah, just understand their own dream language so they can start consciously receiving the messages in their dreams each night. I believe not everybody is a dream oracle. 
But everybody is a dreamer, whether we remember them or not. It's it's like a muscle that we can practice if we choose to, if we want to, if we desire to. And so everybody can start working with their dreams and learning their dream language to receive those messages from spirit, from the universe, from God, whatever term resonates. And that's what it's about for me is just helping people understand their personal dream language so they can get those messages. It's so fascinating because as you were talking just a second ago, I was like, wait, I had the same, I had like a version of a recurring dream last night that I've had for like over 15 years or something. But last night, the version was really empowered and it was like, it was the, I can't find the bathroom dream. (laughs) And like this time I actually found a private space and like had my arm up and I was like, leave me alone. I get some privacy right now. And so there's been like versions of this, you know, but as you're talking, I was like, huh? Yeah. I've interpreted this as like learning really good boundaries over, over Mm -hmm. time and seeing how that evolves as the dream comes back in different forms. Yeah. That's a great way to view dreams like that, especially recurring dreams. Dreams are so magnetic. I feel like people love to talk about them. Do you find that like in your work that people are drawn in and they want to learn more? Yeah, I think because they seem so elusive and so random, people have a general curiosity to understand what their dreams are. So yeah, people do love talking about dreams. So tell me this, like your philosophy is that there's something really important going on, right? So, and that this has like a spiritual kind of nature to it. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So when we go to sleep, there's many things that are happening. Like I said, there's those psychological components that our brain is processing our daily life and messages and symbols and experiences. So I I do believe that that is happening. And I also think that our dreams can be so much deeper than that as well. I feel that we almost dream for our soul to, in a way, recharge or like plug back into source energy. Because I believe that when we go to sleep in the dream world, we are literally going back into that source energy and into that infinite energy and experiencing it in a way that we can't in our physical bodies. And so that's why we need to sleep. Many of our dreams, we can use them to help navigate and get information and insights if we just become more conscious of it or even desire because some people have no interest in it and that's okay too. So what does that look like becoming more conscious? Like what, what would be some tips you would have for people who are really interested in learning how to be more conscious or, or how to utilize dreams to become more spiritually adept or however you want to put it? It all starts with intention. I think intention is a really easy and gentle way to start working with your dreams. And I think it's always important to approach your dreams with a joyful curiosity. So instead of being, say, frustrated for not understanding your dreams or frustrated for not remembering your dreams, you could just create intentions to help you remember your dreams. Like tonight in my sleep, I want to easily remember my dreams or I want to remember who I was with in my dreams or... When I wake up in the morning, I will easily understand what my spirit guides were trying to tell me through my dreams. So simple intentions like that, I find are a really gentle way to start working with dreams and just dialoguing with your guides or starting a dream journal and writing your dreams down and just starting to be aware of this whole other reality that you're experiencing for a third of your life. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have any tips on on better remembering your dreams? Intentions are great. Um, my 
Best tip is using the sleep button, like on your, your alarm or snore, sorry, your snooze button. That's what it's called. The snooze button. Because I, I had this period where I'm sure many people can relate to this, where you have to get up and go to work, but you don't want to see, so keep hitting snooze. And during this time, I would fall back into another dream every time I would hit the snooze and then the snooze would wake me up. And that was actually a really great practice to like consciously be aware of the dreams. It's almost like in that, that snooze awake phase, our, the separation from our conscious mind and the dream world is thinner. And so it's easier to remember in that, that time. So that's one tip. Another tip that I think is also really helpful is when you wake up, if you can, if you have the time and space to just not move, not move, don't reach for water, don't grab your phone, just keep your eyes closed, stay in that same state and replay your dream over and over or replay the feelings and the energies that you were experiencing and start tuning into what you do remember and what you do recall and and start pulling that from the dream world space into the conscious space. And then once you feel like you've got it solidly, then you can grab your dream journal and write it down. I am thrilled to share with you an opportunity to get a hold of my handpicked lay low dates for 2022, as well as success dates to help you with launches, with signing contracts, with making big decisions in your business. If you would like that, it's called the 2022 astrology guidebook. And it's at my website, weaveyourbliss.com. You'll see it right at the top in the red bar. So get a hold of it. It's $33 and 100% of profits go to an Indigenous-led environmental organization. So I hope that's a huge help for you. Also, there's a link where you can drop it directly into your Google Calendar, meaning it's all there for you. You don't have to do anything and you can plan around those dates. So I hope that's helpful to you. So I've been a part of your Dream Oracle School, and there's there's so much more in there. I'm wondering if you want to talk a little bit about what it is and like, what are you teaching inside? What are you providing? And any other way that people can work with you as well? Like if they want to hire you as a Dream Oracle, like where do they find you? My Dream Oracle School is a monthly membership, and it is where people who are dream curious can come and start learning their personal dream language, as well as I teach you how to use the powers of the moon because the lunar cycle and the moon are very impactful and very foundational to how we dream. So working with the lunar energies and the planetary energies are really important. So I teach all that in Dream Oracle School, as well as um, manifestation. But what's really great about Dream Oracle School is every week we have like a dreaming pod session where we connect and talk about our dreams. There's a and a It's awesome because I love how when my students have these ahas and they start seeing that their dreams are talking to them and that spirit is communicating with them through their dreams. And then it's also for those people who do feel like maybe they have a gift with dreams and 
they are curious to see if they can dream for other people. There's it's kind of like two avenues. So it's for people who are interested in learning their dream language to understand their dreams. And also for people who want to or feel that they perhaps have dream oracle gifts that they want to expand. Cool. And if somebody wants to work with you personally, do you just have a, a website where they can sign up for a session? Yeah. Yeah. So both my Dream Oracle School and my offerings uh, for the one-on-one sessions are on my website, which is hollyemerson.com, which is H-O-L-L-Y-E-M-M-E-R-S-O-N.com. And it's just under the offerings tab. So you can sign up for my Dream Oracle School. And I do have a free 14-day trial for the Dream Oracle School. So you can join for free and test it out and see if it energetically fits for you. Awesome. And we'll have that those details in the show notes as well. So I'm curious because, you know, this podcast is all about living in your purpose. That's really what we talk about is talking to people who've really aligned with what that purpose is and moving forward. And so what can you say kind of looking at the trajectory of how this unfolded for you? Like what was key in your mindset around that or in allowing you to expand into those gifts that maybe you can share yeah, with people. Yeah. Yeah, so what was key for me was I needed to be at a certain point in my healing journey for these gifts to expand. So in my 20s, it was like when I was 19, I started taking like personal development workshops and in those workshops they talk a lot about life mission, life purpose. Just as growing as you're growing up, people are like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And so it's something that I was very present to my whole life and wanting to share my gifts with the world and not knowing what those gifts were. What was clear in my life was there was a lot of inner child healing I needed to do, abandonment issues that I needed to heal within myself in order and self-love and worthiness issues that I needed to heal in order for me to be ready to step into my gifts. And so that took me 37 years. My ego mind was like, by, you know, my early 20s, I'm going to have all this figured out and I'm going to share all my gifts with the world. I don't know what they are yet, but I'm going to do it. And no, the universe had a completely different plan for me. 37 years in this lifetime of healing. (laughs) And that's when I was able to, to finally say yes to these gifts and have these gifts, I guess, awaken for me in a way. So what would you advise someone who maybe isn't sure what their gifts are? Like what steps can they take to start that either that healing journey or or like move towards it with more grace? You know, I think having kindness and compassion towards yourself in where you are at and knowing that every next step that you are meant to take will unfold for you. I spent so many years looking for the 10th step when the the step I needed to take, the first step was right in front of me. And it was always clear. Every step that I've needed to take in my life is always clear. I just don't know what the fifth, sixth, 20th step is going to be. But I know that the next step is in front of me. I think having kindness and compassion for ourselves and where we're at is key because I know I've spent times beating myself up because I wasn't where I thought I should be. And I wanted to be at that 10th step, that 50th step, that 100th step. And I was at that first step or the next step. If I could go back and and just tell myself to have patience and kindness towards myself and acceptance for where I'm at and trusting in the unfolding process, that's what I would tell my past self and share with others who, who feel like they're in that 
Because we are exactly where we need to be in every right. moment. You know, it's so beautiful because I have your chart open over here. And I told you that I might bring in <laughs> yeah. some of that stuff. You know, you have Saturn in the first house in the Vedic astrology system. I don't know if you've done a Vedic reading before. I didn't ask you that, actually. Have you done that before? No, I don't think I have. Actually, I'm not an astrologist and yeah. I'm very curious about it. So I'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, you have this powerful... So you're Virgo rising. It's it's a little different than Western. So if you hear something that doesn't sound familiar, we use a sidereal zodiac instead of a tropical. Okay. okay. Yeah. But so the Saturn in the first is exchanging with Mercury in your fifth. So they are exchanging and that's your ruling planet, Mercury. So Saturn slows things down and he makes you work for it. He makes you refine and refine and re refine. But this combination, it's like almost guaranteeing success, which is so interesting because it's like you have this deep past life karma to realize and to enjoy certain things in this lifetime. And it's tied to your luminaries because your sun and your moon are with your Mercury. So there's like a lot of energy in your fifth house for creating and for teaching. So that's beautiful to see. When I first encountered your work, I was like, I cannot wait to see what's going on in her 12th house because the 12th house is all about dreaming and it's about like the unseen and going into other worlds. And when I hear you talk about dreaming, I'm like, oh yeah, there's something going on. So of course you have three planets there and one of them is Jupiter. You've got Jupiter, Mars, and the nodes are aspecting onto the 12th. And Jupiter is the active planet right now for you until 2031. So Jupiter is all about grace and expansion and teachings from abroad and like downloading your knowledge and then also like inspiring other people. And because Rahu and Mars are there, that means that you've been in the energy of the 12th house. Let's see here. Most of your life. <laughs> okay. So you've been really, you know, channeling that energy since you were 10. Oh, you've been in that energy okay. of like... <laughs> that field of the the 12th, the unseen and expansion and learning about yourself. So yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. It resonates. <laughs> cool. And then like the other thing is the next period you go into when you're 51 is Saturn. And so that's going to activate that combination with your ruling planet. And so there's like this potential to really step into your elderhood. And so it's really exciting to see that it's like, the work that you're doing to teach other people, it's your influence will grow. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's exciting. Does that, is that a lot to hear? It feels like you're hitting on what I know deep down or what I desire mm -hmm. or what feels like a, like a calling in a way. Saturn just makes sure that you do it in a refined way, which is uncomfortable sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I spent 37 years right. <laughs> in discomfort <laughs> and totally. not, and I should preface, I, it's not that I'm like completely healed and I'm like, you know, there was just like a certain point that I needed to get to. I, I feel like I'm always healing and always learning and growing. Yeah, totally. Well, I have some rapid fires for you if you're down to answer some Sure. However much you want to say. Um, the first one is what is one piece of advice that has really helped you in your life? I mean, there's been so many, but the one that just jumped into my mind right now was, uh, we're responsible for our own reactions to things. And how have you, have you used that? I found that very empowering. Hmm. I, I find, I find it's empowering to know that it's how I process a situation hmm. will determine how gracefully 
I move through it or not. The next question is when you feel anxious, confused, or frustrated, what is the first thing you do to ground yourself? I want to say take deep breaths. And I also have this vision of like being outside to like Mm -hmm. ground, you know, being in nature, I always find really grounding and just like that space. I think that's what it is. So I seek that space. It's like that limitless space where there's like only sky above and it's just like trees and just space. And you live in BC, right? For people I who are do. Listening. Yeah, I, I am moving to Calgary. Um, I'll be back in the city, but you can do this in the city too. Yeah, you don't have to be in nature to do it. You can be in an urban nature too. <laughs> um, so what is your favorite hot beverage? Oh, I love tea. I'm a tea drinker. Any favorites? Oh, green tea. And I love like herbal concoctions. Okay. So I have different herbal teas and I'll like mix them together and and I, I'm just going to say here too, that you also teach people about dream teas, like teas to help yeah, you dream, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of amazing herbal allies for us dreamers. You want to give us one just for people to be... Ooh, mugwort. Beautiful. We just actually harvested some. My husband just cut it that, that he's oh. been growing because we have a little special garden for mugwort because it's an important plant for Native American traditions too. So we have it drying downstairs. <laughs> oh, so. that's so amazing. I want my own mugwort, but uh. I can't find it in the wild. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really a special thing. And we actually had to ask around to people to get like the, the rootstock and to put some mm-hmm. in and then it grows really well once you have it established. So we keep okay. it in the greenhouse over the winter so it doesn't die. <laughs> oh, that's so magical. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Here's another food related one. What's your last meal on earth? Oh, last meal on earth. I love Thai food. Okay. Maybe Thai food. <laughs> um, do you have a morning routine? And if so, what part is non-negotiable? I think like my biggest morning routine is just how I wake up. Like my husband knows to not wake me up. Like he'll be awake and he'll be doing his thing, but he does not wake me up. And I never had to tell him that. I think he just always just kind of knew that he just gives me that space. And yeah, like I said, when I was giving the tips on how to remember dreams, I do that every morning where I, I just lay there and I process my dreams. I connect with spirit and I ask for deeper guidance or what maybe I missed that they want to bring my attention to. And so I just sit there in like this meditative state between dreaming and awaking. And I usually do that for, on average, I say 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. In it's the like a laying down meditation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Tell us about a person who inspires you and why. I feel like there's so many people that inspire me. And it's it's not even like people that people would know, but just like kindness inspires me. I'll say that, you know, like when I see people being kind, that inspires me. I love that answer. And, and yeah, so it's not just one person. When I see that energy in the world, that Mm. inspires me. So tell us something that people might not know about you. I shared one this morning on my Instagram, actually is that I really love Formula One racing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's very random. (laughs) My husband got into it. And then like over the years, I've gotten more into it. And so... So what are you reading right now? Or what books would you recommend so that people better understand dreaming or or what inspires you? What am I reading right now? I am not a huge reader. 
But I will share another dream teacher that I'm taking a course with right now because I think he's quite magical and his name is Robert Moss. I don't know if people have heard of him, but he's got some cool stuff out there too. And so um, it's my first course that I'm taking with him. Mm. And so diving into his stuff right now, it's pretty Mm. cool. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that's bringing you joy right now in your life? My puppy. Oh, you have a puppy? What kind? <laughs> well, she's not, I, she's like 11, but I just oh, okay. constantly say she's a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. breed is it? She's uh, an uh, American Cocker Spaniel and she's <laughs> blind. And oh. she's just like the most joyful little being. Uh, like I'm a joy being. And so I really resonate with other joy beings. And my dog is a total joy being. And so she's oh. just the sweetest. <laughs> I love it. So is there anything else you want to share as we wrap up here? You know, I have a free dream meditation that um, we can share the link to your listeners and they can download uh, a free dream meditation. And it's also, it's something that I created to just gently help people who are curious to start working with their dreams. Um, a little tool to um, help them to kind of tap into some healing in their dreams or guidance through their dreams. So we'll share that as well. Yeah. Well, thank you, Holly, so much for being here. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a comment for us. I want to thank the team at Team Podcast who helped get this podcast out to you. And also to thank the musicians who were the creators of this beautiful music we're listening to now. It comes from an album, Fragments of a Season, by Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantuladesma. So check it out wherever you get your music. Have a wonderful day, and we will connect soon on a future episode.